0: Welcome to another episode of the Path of You and I podcast. Today's guest is medical practitioner, Dr. Irving Segura. Dr. Irving Segura, thank you for coming on the show today. How are you doing?
1: Good, bro. Good. It's been a while, no? <laughs> it's
0: been a while. Glad, glad you yeah. came of your business to come and explain come a little on. bit about what's going on in your life. So, Dr. Irving, I've known you for some time know probably went to the same high school and stuff but for those listening can you kindly of give them a little bit about your background
1: okay um, well like you say my name is urban segura no um well i was originally born in santa Elena, kyle but from the age of four we moved to billy city and that's where um, i was raised spent most of my life in billy city i uh, there i went to saint joseph primary school where you also went and right. um, I then I uh, then I went on to St. John's College, where you also went, and St. John's Junior College. So this got a whole schooling there in the same institutions, no? Okay. And then right after um St. John's that, that when I um, got the applied and got the scholarship to go to Cuba, no?
0: Okay. Then well so you may uh-huh. so the scholarship for Cuba, what was the application process like to try and get that?
1: Well, um, from I think from before, we had heard about the scholarship existing because my mom she was like uh, very close. She always tries; she tends to be very friendly, and she was very close to the Cuban brigade. Because when they're here, they're out of their element; they don't know anyone. So they, she she's very friendly towards them, no? Okay. And then so she became friends with the ambassador at the time, and she was she's the one that told us, "Hey, well, they have a they have a, a Cuban scholarship for medicine out." Just check for the newspaper. So then we, every time we would go, we'd buy newspaper to see if it, it was out and to see the application process and in the newspaper. Well, when I applied in like, 2007 and um, it came out in the Amandala the and then it said all the requirements that you had to had, we have to, we had to um, get a physical exam. We had to do, uh, a, like a, a whole, um, a whole questionnaire. And including in the questionnaire, he had a an essay, a personal essay about why why you think you deserve the scholarship, or why do you and why do you, why did you choose medicine? And so I wrote an essay. And after after a while, like, and I'm not sure how much how many applied. I think it was a hundred hundred or so people applied for it. And then after that, they they narrowed it down to I think 30 for an interview.
0: Okay. And
1: from that interview, they went narrowing it down more. Well, with the interview, there was a panel. There was uh, a the ambassador, the consulate, the from the amb- from the Cuban embassy. There was a representative from the Belize uh, Ministry of Health, and there was a representative from I think Ministry of Education, and some some other person that was like responsible for the overall scholarship. And program? then they, they, after after the uh, after the interview, then we got a call. Say okay, you were accepted or not. No,
0: okay, yeah. so the process was basically where you had to go in front of a panel to apply because you found it in the newspaper,
1: and mm-hmm.
0: and from there, um, it took a due process. Mm-hmm. So, after being accepted and getting this scholarship, you have to leave for Cuba. Um, yeah. did the scholarship provide flying expense? What was in the scholarship? You might explain it?
1: Okay, and um, the scholarship it included. Um, well, they said it was the first trip going and the trip returning. Okay, like the going and coming back, like when you finish, you no. Know? Correct.
0: And
1: um, it also included. The, well, that's what Belize gave us the flight, and then the Cuban side they were the one that we were responsible for. It. They gave, it was a full full scholarship, books, and um, even uniform. They even in Cuba they even gave us shoes. They even they gave us all the uniforms. They gave us. They gave us a place to stay, food, and on paper, it was perfect, no? Full scholarship, full ride, everything, everything. We had to do was apply, and we didn't even have to do an entrance exam. We just, we applied, went went through the the government of Belize, and we arrived at Cuba in quarantine. We had to do all They did a lot of blood tests, and we got a lot of vaccines. They did the vaccines for everything all over again because they, When we went, we didn't go with our vaccination card, no, and do it, no.
0: So, would you say to someone who's going to apply or got the scholarship this year that it's best for them to take their vaccine card? (laughs) Yes,
1: (laughs) take the vaccine card from the from the um, from the clinic, no. You have to be, and you have to make sure it's stop from the um, from Ministry of Health.
0: So, how many years did it take for you to um become a a complete school over there in Cuba?
1: Okay, and well, the program that they have in Cuba is seven years. It's one year of the way they call um, premedicine or like premed, but okay. it's not like the same premed program that they have in other countries like in the United States premed, premed or European premed program. is kind of different, no? Okay. The one here, the one in Cuba was basically just a revision of form, like chemistry, biology, physics. We had in history of Cuba, and one of the main things of the program was the uh, to teach us the language, because when I went, I didn't know. I didn't know Spanish. Right, no? So the so the so first did, year of the first year is like the language, language. and like learning the sciences and like um the six form science over again, but in Spanish. So I had okay. to learn biology over physics and chemistry, all of that in Spanish. And so, they teach us Spanish in Spanish.
0: So they actually gave you a crash course of your yeah form degree along yeah. with a, course in is espanol correct
1: yeah yeah the, yeah the pre-med program is one year and like the pre-med slash language program and then after that then you actually start in in medicine you still in second is like second year was basically but it's technically first year second year and first and second year is mostly theory like you do in morphophysiopathology the embryology anatomy the basic science is that um, all the med schools covered uh, just in theory. here everything theory theory theory, all the systems, they uh, know uh, like ev- all the basic sciences and all the uh, medicine like medical sciences and all the basic courses. And then in third year um, you still we still go but we, we start putting things together. like first it was cells uh, it was it was the respiratory system, it was the res- uh, like respiratory cells, the lungs, the organs. then in third year it's more putting what you've learned together like in um, the systems and then starting to learn about diseases and syndromes and um treatment methods. And so from the third from third year is usually when you start going into the hospitals and practicing with patients and doing um, an amnesticisse. It's like interviews and um, interviewing the patient and so it starts basically they explain to you what's an interview, how to do an interview and then in the third year and you actually start doing the work, no?
0: From your third year to your seventh year is when you're you're actually in practice in the hospitals yes
1: uh-huh. like for us um or first, what i like in when we what we did in cuba is the first and second year is usually just theory 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 theory, theory everything no. Right. but what they also did they took us to the consultations the consultorios like, like the polyclinics and right. um, and they try to give us an immersive experience. So you're learning about anatomy, you're learning about embryology, but and you're learning how to do, you're explaining to you, okay, this is how you, these are the steps of doing an interview. And then you go to the community, they assign you a family, and then you start practicing how to do a a, a complete family history, a complete personal medical history, and doing it in like practice, like a practice run. No? Okay. And so even you know, from the first and second year, we were visiting clinics, but we weren't actually working at the clinic. Like practicing, it's just like observe and doing your notes, now, like impersonally, you know, and okay. practicing for your personal growth. Um, and then in third year, is when you actually step into the hospital. By then, they already explained to you the processes, you have already practiced, but now it's actually to show, like, the like actually write in the history and interview the patients yourself and keep all the records in the patient's clinical history. But it's all, all a process that builds you up until, like when we just started in third year. I remember the interns that we had, like that's the 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 seventh year. They would oversee us. Okay. So when we go, we go into the 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 hospital. We do the we get our we get assigned patients. We go interview the patients, and then we do a evolution. It's like a like the history taking for the day. You know, they actually actual disease, like, what, wh- why they're there and how they're doing and the like, evolutionary process of their disease. And we would go interview them and check them and do everything on a piece of paper. If, okay. Then we would give it to them. They would see if everything is okay. And then when we, when they have that, that uh, confidence in us, then we would start actually writing it in the patient clinical
0: file. The patient clinical charts. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so, so that's basically the group. Starting with science and everything being reviewed so coming to the end of your schooling where you would be that person putting in charts notes and everything for the patient correct yeah yeah so what was one of your biggest challenges while at school there in cuba
1: i think one of the biggest challenges is in um, the capacity like when we were there with a lot of students the way Cuba in Cuba is, they give they try to give out a lot of scholarships to so a lot of so there and there you have to kind of push, and um, you have to push for yourself. You have to like, um, like I say, oh, I want this procedure. Get done. I want to talk to the professor myself, and I'm asking, can I sit in or can I go and help you with the procedure? Then wow. I just want to offer it to you. You have to go and push yourself, and say that, um, I uh, can I please go in and do see the surgery with you and observe that's very and so. that's what the, that's that's what the and that's what what make basically a bit kind of hard it's not like okay if you 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 can do medicine there and just slide through it and pass through whole of gyne without ever doing a vaginal exam okay and then doing gyne- gynecology without doing a vag- vaginal exam knowing all the theory and none of the practice is it, not a recipe for the doctor no Correct. correct. A medicine that is medicine is just theory. It's practice.
0: Practice. I, I will
1: go so far as say that practice and experience is more important than just getting all A's and all the tests. Because you have to have people that know it and you have people that, that know, how
0: know how to apply it. Know how to apply it. Correct, correct. So so you, you finished um this the school in uh Cuba and now you come back to Belize in 2014 to do your internship at KHMH. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that experience?
1: Yeah, sure. Actually, I um, think I'm one of the I was one of the few that actually enjoyed their internship. <laughs> I actually like K. And yes, it was challenging. It was, it was difficult because honestly, it's a it's a different type of internship. There in Cuba, the internship was like, okay, you're the one responsible for the award. You come in, you you oversee the students, you make sure the work's work is done and then your specialist would come in and then and you would explain to them. And, you know, it was a bit more structured. And we had in uh, classes and in this day, quizzes on this day, tests on this day, we had this, this, these topics to cover, this presentation to do. The internship here was basically just, okay, work, and you just do what they tell you to do. And keep your head down, be respectful, and just do what they tell you to do, so it, um. So like what an internship? Like an internship, <laughs> not internship. But honestly, I liked it because um I got a lot of experience, especially like like I said, the gynae. And I didn't. I'm really not a person that really enjoyed gynecology. I don't really. I didn't. I didn't. My thing is I was in surgery, so I didn't really put. I I passed gyne, I did everything I had to do. I, I did great in gynecology in Cuba, but I always said like, oh, it's something I have to pass, but some not something I would go back on. But when I came to Belize, then I actually had to uh, do uh do and uh, do all the practice that I didn't get to do in 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 Cuba. Cause it's something like, if you don't like it, you can even avoid it. Right. As long as you pass your test, you do, you know how to do a VE, you know that there's your procedures and they question you about it, you're good. But here, no, you have to deliver the baby. Now how that actually not only know the process of delivery, we're actually doing the delivery. And you have to have so much in like had to have a, we had a whole booklet of procedures that we had to get done for each rotation. We had to, I think, have fifteen deliveries. We had to have at least eight or ten episiotomies. That like the cutting in the the procedure that's done in gynecology, really, especially but here in Belize for first first time mothers, and okay. um, and so we have different procedures that we have to get done. I in surgery we had to do IMDs in orthopedic. We had to do reductions. We had to, and then all of it has to be done and has to be signed by the did the, the, your supervisor, the medical officer. So it was a lot of work. It was tiring some days. Sometimes I remember I would go into the hospital maybe Friday morning in, and come home in the evening tired, have shift weekend, go in Saturday and come out to Monday. So I would actually have to take my clothes. And my I, I was lucky enough to be living in Delhi City so my parents would take food for me and clothes for me. To the hospital, I would basically live in hospital the whole weekend, and then Monday evening, reach home, bed, eat, go sleep, tired, 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 get up, Tuesday morning shift again, and like that. So it was t- tiresome, but honestly, it was to me, it was a very rewarding experience, and I, I would, I would do it again. So, so,
0: so now, um, after doing K-H-M-H, you right now you're currently posted in Kayo, correct? Yeah. What in Sainas
1: de Hospital. And there I'm a medical officer too. And it's just basically a classification of medical officers means that I have been working five years or less. And there we have a small an emergency room with a small observation room a joint general ward, pediatric ward, joint, just a big room with beds and cribs. And we have a trauma area. We have a triage area. We have observation and observation beds. When we're there, we're responsible for any emergency that comes in and we usually it, uh, when they work in the emergency department, we deal with any trauma. We stabilize the patient and if the patient needs to go to a second level to see a specialist for evaluation and further management, then we refer the patient okay. because there is a primary care facility. And it's a, I would say primary care plus because it, we do primary care and we also detain, admit and manage patient system. Here in Cayo, we are medical officers, but we don't have any specialists to back us up, to be with us. So it's just general practitioners. And then also here in Cayo, we also have, it's all patient, but not at the facility. We have other clinics that we are responsible for. For instance, we are, San Ignacio is responsible for Georgeville Clinic. We're responsible for San Antonio Clinic. We're responsible for um, Santa Elena Clinic. are responsible for the Benke Clinic. Which is okay. the to be Mopan Clinic. Now it's the Kenneth and um, Kenneth and Kevin Guerra uh, Polyclinic Two, um, named after my um, colleagues that passed away.
0: And yeah, that was a sad time. Which department or floor, as they say over here, um, are you most happy doing? So,
1: in hospital, I I always love the uh, surgical ward. My favorite place was the operating room. I would. I would spend all day possible at the operating room. We there we had like certain, like every week we would have each person would have the opportunity to go into the OR and be first or second assistant to the surgeon, meaning we go and assist them in the surgeries. And that was always what I loved to do. So, and my, I had luckily I had other friends in my same rotation that didn't like operating room at all. At all. So, what we do would switch. I love operating room. So, sometimes I'd spend the entire week in operating room. And when I would go upstairs and um, and then I would change with my friends and they would do the wards, the rounds, the patients, they're admitted at ward. So I would say my favorite place was surgical and operating room. In primary care, my favorite place is the emergency. I, I like trauma. Emergency. I, trauma. I like dealing with trauma, with cuts, with stab wounds, with gunshot wounds, with accidents. Uh, my my least favorite place is outpatient. I
0: hate outpatient. okay. Yeah. So you want to be in the operational rooms or the surgical rooms? Yeah. Um, speaking about that, um, what's next for Doctor Segura? Um, we spoke earlier, and you were you know saying you were interested in going back to become specialized. What's gonna be your specialty? In um, surgery.
1: And um, I, I was lucky enough to get the scholarship again to go and do my specialty in Cuba to do surgery. To do surgery. Honestly, I've I've been trying to get the scholarship. From ever since I got hired, that was the whole point. Honestly, I went to Ministry of Health to get a job to be established in order to get the scholarship. Okay. So I just went because honestly, they offered they offered me a job at KTMH. I I did the interview and they liked me and they wanted me to work and I would work. I would have worked in surgery, but I gave up the opportunity. I really wanted to stay. I liked it, but I gave it up because I said, "For, the, I had a goal in mind and I know." That although I would be a more happier KT Ministry for the time being, I will it would be harder to reach my goal. My goal was to always do surgery. And in Denise, the best way is usually a scholarship. So right. and in order to get the scholarship, you have to be working with the Ministry of Health for a minimum of two to three years. Cause then after that, then they have different criteria they will do to check for the scholarship. I went to Ministry of Health trying to get a job in the Ministry of Health with the purpose of trying to get study leave and my scholarship. Okay, so, I, honestly, from I started, I learned this the hard way because as I started, I, I felt, oh, I get the job, I go in a ministry of health and try ask them how to get the scholarship in the first place. And they shut me down instantly and said, no, you can't even apply for a scholarship up until you do your time, no? you're due or two or three years. And okay. then after you've done that, then you come back and then we can discuss.
0: So, so um, I have a question. So, mm-hmm. when you finish your first stint in Cuba, do you have any bond that you have to serve out? And
1: um, yes. um, well, they, they see it as year for year for year. So what I technically had well they said six years because I'm not sure they counted this the first year, okay. but six or seven years that I had to be bonded for. But it's not something because I, I I know other people that have also didn't they did their internship because they had to, because here in Belize to get Your practicing, yes. I come. I came back as a doctor, but I didn't have my practicing certificate. So to get my my license, the practicing certificate, practicing license, you have to do the internship, pass the internship because it's not a grading scheme. It's just pass fail. It's not 80, 90, 70, A, B. You do finish with a letter grade, but it's pass or fail. Okay. So if you pass it, you move on. You get your. You can then apply. You go to the registry and you apply for your practicing certificate. And then you get a, a identification number and that then you can practice legally in Belize. And every year you have to renew your practicing certificate, your practicing license.
0: Okay.
1: And um, so yeah, that, that's usually the, the procedure.
0: Okay. So well, now that you've gotten this scholarship to go do your surgical practice, when you finish that, is another five years going to be taken? Um in Cuba
1: it's four years. In Cuba, we just we do the four years as as established. And after that, you come back to Belize because I would, I will leave as a medical officer. But when I come back, I come back as a surgeon. Sure. So then I, in my hospital, there's not a surgical unit. So okay. they would have to relocate me to another institute. Okay.
0: So Dr. Segura, thanks for that, those information. It was very informative. Um, Was there any advice you would give anyone who wants to become a doctor? Eh, yeah. Actually, I have, I have a lot.
1: I I think one of the main things is be sure that's what you want to do. Because I've seen people that go through the entire process of doing medicine, and at the end of the years, they decide, oh, this is not for me. And they try to find another path. And then to me, it's um, kind of a a waste of time, especially if you went on a scholarship. It's a waste of a space for that someone could have gone, gotten that, and then contributed to their country or contributed to the, the community. So so I would advise them to go, maybe go and ask for, I go to a hospital or a clinic, a private institution, ask them, can I shadow you? Can I practice? Can I give you, can I help? Can I be an intern? Can I assist just to get the feel of what it's like to observe it, to see it for yourself, not in just theory? Because uh, I think for everyone, everyone like, oh, when I grow up, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be an engineer. But then, yes, they were pretty they were, they were pretty ideal, but until you actually gone into it and you see, okay, well, yes, this is for me. Because honestly, med- anyone can do medicine, but medicine is not cut off for everyone.
0: Correct.
1: Right. Um, and you have to keep in mind that one of the biggest, one of the biggest things in medicine is it's a calling and it, it entails a lot of sacrifice. If you're willing to give up other holidays, other weekends, sleepless night and eh, you're good you try it you know? so, sorry, some but sacrifices if you, if you, oh yeah no no. a lot of not no, a, <laughs> a lot of sacrifice it, um honestly it's something that you have to give your all to so it's a it's a it's a job of service you know you 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 have to deal with people at their worst at their lowest and eh, when they sick you have to know how to manage that and how to deal with that and how to try help people. If you're not willing for help, if you just want to come in and medicine for say, Oh, I got a title, I am a doctor, or you have to respect me. No, 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 no. Change your mind, do something else. You're not be a good doctor. Um, but if you go in the mind, okay, well, I like this. I, I like medicine. I like the science of medicine. and um, I I want help somebody. I want no medicines are like a share the knowledge that I could improve somebody from and save somebody, and then maybe maybe medicine for you, you no? Know? Okay. And like just like we say, it that was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of sacrifice. And okay. even the private doctors, and then people say, Oh no, I want to do private and then yeah, be on my timing. No, you have to remember you want to develop a rapport with your patient, so you have a set amount of patients, and then um you can it will be hard to say, Look, I went for a holiday for a month. So wh- when my patient sick, what happened to my patient? That your responsibility now, no? It's a lot of responsibility, um, especially when you work in the public, you know that are that a lot of stress. If you if you, if you have can if you are a person that can't deal with stress, and um, that, eh, yeah, I would say change your mind. Okay, but so if you, you know somebody open to and something way. Honestly, I never personally love study or like study. I do it because uh, I had to, you know. My parents, they, they were always instilling in me that, oh, you have to get an education.
0: Because
1: my mom and my dad, they are very smart people, but they never got that, that formal education. My dad, for me, he never didn't finish primary school. Okay. He, he had to get up and work and help his family. My mom, she never finished high school. So then they have that thing that instilling me, education. So I did it because my parents, Thank God my parents pushed me pushed to get educated. but then I was like, and to me, honestly, with something that wasn't hard, I would slide through Most of most of my primary school and high school, I never had the stress. Okay. And I learned the hard way that no, you have to study in, ter- in medicine. Honestly, I, hit a, I several times. I hit a wall. Okay. I, I feel like I can't continue. I can't, I can't do this. I can't make it. And then I, and so what helped me that one. It's simplest thing. Um, but I remember I gone to primary school one day. I think I gotta pick up tickets for the uh, Turkey Dynasty. And I got to practice St. Joseph. Okay. And then wrong this time they have assembly. And then um my mom always close to my stores. And then she had I mean, the principal and she said me. I said, Oh, Irvin, Irvin, come, come, come. She find out I get a scholarship. And so she had to go and she asked me, she asked me, like, I please give advice to the whole of <laughs> I'm a look, I mean, look I'm <laughs> I mean, just coming a like regular home clothes. I mean, look sweaty and I had to set up and I had to explain everybody. Oh, I she said, Oh, this is a, a former girl is from, from, from St. Joseph and he gets a scholarship to the medicine and now he's he's going to do. Please give, please encourage the youth to try following your footsteps. And then like, yeah. Oh, so sometimes, honestly, when I want to give up. I, like, flashback, they like, Wow, well, I don't know when I come You're back. Right. You can't let go, right? <laughs> I can't I, let I can't, go. I can't, yeah. because when I come back, I say, oh, oh, I remember you may talk to me. You may finish medicine. And i like, no. And oh. so then, honestly, that, that one day. So, to me, that something very impactful in me. And gladly, it happened because it pushed me. Because even right. my mom, as said, she would be sarcastic. Oh, if you, know what, if you think you can finish, come back then. Come but back she would have you know, our know, way for, like, try trip get you stay. Correct. Um so I say grateful grateful to my parents before that, but I said that's something where medicine is something where you have to have the dedication to it. And you have to have the passion and love for it. Because you could do it, you just are miserable. And Great. believe me, you know what dedicate your life to something where you'll be miserable you know? Because not only it affects you and your life, it affects all the patients you do. It. Because oh a big part of medicine is uh, the treatment like oh you come in I have to a cold take like this take like that no you have to make the patient feel like you listen to them you have to make patients feel that you are there for them and just sometimes just consul- just giving that first consultation and making them feel like they're not alone and you didn't help make a big difference you know more right. has I think medicine and it has become a business and industry when it becomes cold but I know I believe that's that, that's not the wrong type of medicine. Medicine will be supposed to have help. Now patient, they come, they confide in you to try help. You have to give a service and you have to try to do as best as you can do. Like I always said, in medicine, you know nobody perfect, nobody knows everything. We forget okay. that one or two things. Things happen.
0: But try
1: try do your best. If okay. you notice, okay, well, I um, I, I, I'm a bit weak. You know, I never know what i doing at this patient. I never do the best care. Review it. Then you go home, you review the care, review the management. Next time, next patient you come, you want to do it better. And you want to come after that and do it better. And by the time you know it, all the experience, you will become a good doctor. Something, a good doctor, not just graduate and, oh my God, okay. I like, at the top of my class. Okay. Like that, on a roll and I'll automatically be a good doctor. No. A good doctor is made True experiences, you know, we and that a well, lot that you have to do it. studying. So, if you're a person hate study, and eh, I think medicine is good for you. Honestly, like you remember, I would tell you before we start, oh, I forgot some reviews and stuff. Correct. That's a part of medicine. Every single day we have to read. Because, honestly, we have a everybody have different capacities, but nobody, I think uh, they have a rare few of people that have photogenic memory, I remember everything they read. Correct. We, Medicine is a name, If you know, if you know, practice it, sometimes you got to forget it.
0: Stuff. So you have
1: to go to constantly review, and also, even if you remember everything, medicine uh, constantly evolves, constantly the change. The treatment from 50 years ago, the medicine treatment as now, and the treatment from now probably change in the that next five to 10 years. So, they always have to a constant, constant, um, evolving, constant education. That's why, right now, like in the world, I am then a push with this CME's constant medical education. Okay. Because this first the doctor for review, review. even we have certain credit hours. We have to do, we have to do certain classes. You have to have certain points so that you can renew your license and believe the is kind of lenient with that. The other countries that 60 hundred hours, you have to make sure you do a constant education every month so that you can renew your license. Yeah. Here we, Honestly, yeah. kinda lenient a bit with it and, and sometimes they make it they make it slide. Now I see the Belize medical and dental association the more push forward towards constantly keeping CMEs going and getting us to get our points so that we, we are able to in um, to to get our license, right? and license. I constant, Yeah, Educate constant studying now. I uh, think. like my teachers I'm mean, they tell me, oh no, think you guys think that you graduate. On a, on, a, uh, on a finish? No, no, no. no. Think it's just, just starting.
0: Correct. Start. It's just starting.
1: You finish, you get a diploma, but you have to constantly try and prove yourself, constantly try to be a better doctor.
0: All right. Dr. Segura, there we have it. Dr. Segura has just shared with us some of his advice. If you want to become a doctor where he says if you don't have a passion for medicine, then it's probably not something you should be in- go into. Dr. Segura, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule again. We appreciate the hard work you're doing through all this COVID and everything else that's happening, the pandemic. Keep reaching out and being a good doctor to your patients. I'm sure they appreciate it. Again, thank you for coming on the show.